things fall apart. Equifi bangs on Okonkwo's door in a panic, shouting, Azima is dying. Okonkwo knows it's Equifi banging. Before she says anything, she's the only one with the audacity to bang on his door like that. Okonkwo runs to Equifi's hut and declares that Azima has Iba, or fever. Azima is the center of her mother's world. We learn that Equifi lost nine children before Azima was born and she had grown bitter and despondent from all the loss. When Azima reached the age of six, love returned once more to Equifi, and with love, anxiety. After Equifi's ninth child died, Okonkwo called a medicine man, who mutilated the child's corpse and buried it in the evil forest. The Igbo believe that children who die young may be Obanje, literally children who come and go, and Obanje is an evil spirit that deliberately dies, then re-enters its mother's womb to repeat the cycle and cause grief. For an Obanje to survive childhood, its Iiua must be found and destroyed. Iiua is the stone that links the Obanje to the spirit world. Because she's the first of Ekwefi's children to survive, many believe that Ezima is an Obanje. A year ago, Ezima was sick, and a respected medicine man determined that she must be an Obanje. Leading a crowd of people, he demanded that Azima show them where her Iiua is buried. A confused Azima led them on a wild goose chase for an Iiua that seemed not to exist. But the medicine man dug and dug, and when he found it at the base of an orange tree, he destroyed the stone. 
everyone believed that that was the end of Azima's health issues. This is the first time Azima has been sick since then. She takes the medicine that Okonkwo prepares and falls asleep. We have often seen Okonkwo repress his emotions as feminine and weak. But his reaction to Azima's sickness, running to her, collecting ingredients to make medicine and forcing her to take it, shows the affection that he has for his children. Ekwefi's history of lost children haunts her as Azima falls ill, and we get a feel for the religious and cultural beliefs that account for childhood mortality. When Azima's Iiua was found and destroyed a year ago, her link to the world of Obanjes was broken, so she should now remain in the world of the living. Azima's new illness causes Ekwefi to question the previous cure. Chapter 10 of Chinua Achebe's Things Fall Apart. Crowds have assembled at the Ilo, a gathering space in the village, to watch a public trial. Nine masked Egwugu act as judges. The Egwugu are revered village elders, the most powerful and most secret of the clan. And in their role as masked judges, they represent the ancestral spirits of Umwofia. At this trial, a man claims that his wife's relatives kidnapped his wife and children. He married by purchasing her with his money and his yams. He says he went to his in-laws and asked them to return his bride price as called for by the law of the clan. The wife's family admits that all of this is true, but they say the man is a beast who beat his wife every day during the nine years they were married. One beating nearly killed her, and another caused her to miscarry. 
they say she should not have to pay back the bride price because she fled to save her life. The Eglugu instruct the man to go back to his in-laws and beg for his wife's return, and they advise the wife's family to accept this request. Many of the villagers realize that the Eglugu are village elders, but if they thought these things, the narrator says, they kept them within themselves. The clan believes that their tribe's ancient spirits are the only ones permitted to judge them, and a select group of clan leaders impersonate them so the clan members can see, hear, and believe in the adjudication process. The nine men portraying the Egubu take care to costume themselves and alter their voices to further their impersonations. Through this role-playing, the Egubu fill an important function for the clan, embodying ancestral knowledge and the law. They take these rules seriously, and the people obey their verdicts. This belies the view of the Igbo as people who believe that might means right. While Okonkwo certainly believes in physical strength and power, he's also an Egugu, and by extension, he recognizes and respects religious law. The patriarchal nature of the clan is consistent. As the narrator puts it, it was clear that the ceremony was for men. Though the wife does not speak for herself at the trial, and her return seems assured so long as her husband begs her forgiveness, it's clear that a man is not free to treat his wife any way he chooses. The husband here is shamed and must beg forgiveness. Ana se sente sozinho, sua. 